In 2011, Anurup and Sagrika Bhattacharya, an Indian couple who were residing in Norway, made an emotional plea to Indian authorities, desperately seeking help in bringing their children back home. The couple's children, Abhikyan and Ashwarya, had been confiscated by the Norwegian Child Welfare Services in May of that year on the grounds of neglect and emotional disconnect between the mother and her kids. This event marked the beginning of a two-year period of chaos and grueling custody battles. These last eight months are, are, are like the worst and worst of nightmares. We have so many sleepless nights. Lives. We have sleepless nights all together so, and our health has been deteriorated and by thinking that when can we see and get back our children. Ten years on, Stakrika's painful fight to have children return to her is being made into a movie starring Rani Mukherjee. Mrs. Chatterjee vs. Norway is set to release this week, 11 years after Sagrika's ordeal began. I discussed this case with my co-host Mukta to understand how cultural differences cost a mother her children. I am Ankur and you are listening to The News Park. Hi, Mugda. How are you? I'm good. And you? I'm good too. Thank you. So, Mugda, the case that we are discussing today is a bit complicated and maybe a little sensitive to some of our listeners, especially mothers. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a serious case, which, to be honest, is not something new, you know, because we do hear these types of cases. They've happened before as well. Mm-hmm. So I've prepared a few questions about this case so that we can get a clear idea about what exactly happened and what do we learn from this case? Yeah, so yeah, why waste any time? Let's get started. Sure. So for starters, can you explain a little bit about this case, exactly what happened and uh, when was it and so on? So in 2007, a young Indian couple, Anuru Bhattacharya and Sagarika, moved to Norway from India to start their new life. The women gave birth to two children and one of the children started showing autism-like symptoms. The children were raised just like every Indian parent, you know, but apparently that did not appeal to the Norway neighbors who complained to the child welfare authorities. The children then were placed in a foster care and the authority decided that they would remain there until they reached the age of 18 with no permission granted for the couple to visit them. Can you even imagine how sad that is? Yeah, that's that's very cruel to say the least. But you mentioned that uh, their parenting style was questioned. Like, can you give some examples of what kind of style we are talking about here? Yeah, like, um, so the couple used to feed their children uh, through hands. So hand feeding was, you know, not something that Norway people, you know, consider as normal. Mm-hmm. You know, But that is ex- extremely normal in Indian culture. Indian parents feed their kids via hands all the time. For Norwegians, it was something as force feeding. So that is something that did not appeal to them at all. And also breastfeeding. Um, In Norway, you can only breastfeed up to a certain age, uh, which might not be, uh, you know, according to what the Indian couple were doing. So they also questioned that. 
and another thing which you know indians can not even think about is the children sleeping in the same bed as their parents because in india it's the family close and it's considered normal they told to me that why are you sleeping with your children in the same bed and this is also a purely cultural issue that uh, we never uh, leave our children in another room and say good night so how does this legal system work in norway that they were able to take away kids from their parents like these there are child protected services everywhere in the world so these authorities have power to do what norway did well yes the laws are more or less the same in all the countries uh, but i'll say that yes there is more exposure to the indian culture in america canada so what might you know be abnormal in norway for us and canada they might just see it as a cultural thing and would you know probably not bother about it at all but i can also say that laws are not perfect in these countries either like for example let's take a case in the us like have you seen the movie i do care a lot yes um i have um, i think in that movie uh, it's been shown that there are certain laws and agencies in us which exploit the fact uh, of how you can take care of older people so yeah. they send uh, older people to for uh, care homes against their will and pro- like confiscate their money and property exactly right so you see that laws are not perfect in us either mm-hmm. yeah all right so you said that it all started with the neighbors complaining about the parenting style I mean in some countries the police would just not consider it as a serious request they would just say that it's a family's personal matter mm-hmm. we will only interfere if the child is in danger so why do you think yeah. norway authorities were so quick to take action because norway has an extremely strict child protection system you know they also have a strong history of blanket regulations for all citizens living in the country irrespective of cultural differences for example in norway even a mild slap in the region is illegal so an anonymous tip is enough to send the authorities to your doorstep and like to make matters worse you know you will be declared as an unfit parent and you know just have your child taken away from you which is you know what we are discussing right now this is what happened to sagarika mm-hmm. so uh, can you explain what happened after the norwegian authorities reached their house so what did they observe and what steps were taken yeah so sagarika was you know asked to sit for some counseling sessions because she was being termed as disorganized unpunctual you know she was not able to establish a proper routine for herself for her family so a counselor was assigned to her and uh, the lady officer used to come from an, from the agency and she used to come to the house and observe the couple uh so she used to come at odd timings you know when sagarika was cooking or feeding the baby she used to just sit there and look at uh, them um and sagarika was from kolkata right so uh she did not speak norwegian so she couldn't speak to the counselor so much but the counselor surprisingly never indicated that there was any problem she just she never gave any warning you know what she was writing in her notes she just observed the couple and just made notes and sagarika could never imagine that she could do such a thing you know that taking away her children she was shocked from about what happened to her 
Abhikan and Aishwarya. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a precious things. It's, it's, it's a, the father and the life. mother can only understand means to be without their children, and how difficult it is for a breastfeeding mother to to snatch the child the child from uh, from her uh, from I her from her lap. I delivered the frozen milk to the Barnevarne office. And she has been delivering the frozen milk to the Barnevarne office uh, for the last eight months. And and this is just like a, like a horrible horrible condition. We we our parents were here and they have seen that what the mother has is going through. And she's her psychological and mental health is also getting depressed by seeing this. Thinking all the time and crying hours and hours in the kitchen and hours and hours in the bathroom, that and and the bed which is lying there and we don't have our children. The toys are lying in our home. Right. So why did the parents agree to that counseling sessions? Like why did they not protest? Because you know there were so many complaints, you know, from from the children's school and the neighbors complaining. So the parents just thought, and you know, just they just thought that the counseling and observation part would be a good idea, and just for the sake of their son, they agreed to it. Well, they did make some, you know, request for cancellation or rescheduling some home visits because you know sometimes Sagrika would be just tired, you know, not comfortable, you know, and. some you know she said in the news that you know she just wanted to be alone on some days you know and rest and sleep with the baby but that was not possible they just refused all their requests they used to come there constantly write notes you know and they just never never agreed to the, the couple's requests got it and there's a lot of uh, articles being written about this case right now it's back in news uh, and it's an oh, old yes. it's not a new case so why do you think that is happening oh yeah so this case is making news just because of a new bollywood movie that has come mrs tatty versus norway uh which basically discusses this topic only and touches upon the life of this family and you know the actress right mhm it's rani mukherjee right yes so yeah she has a huge fan following and that's why you know such a, it, it's so much in news This couple here have been investigated for 10 weeks. Yeah. Mrs. Chatterjee has an unstable mind. This court rejects Mrs. Chatterjee's petition. No, 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 no. Both children will be wards of the state till they are 18 years old. <laughs> Bollywood is always known for making such movies. So, what do you think about making Bollywood movies about sensitive topics like these? What's your opinion? So I think there are two ways to look at it. Uh on one side, yes, you should you know keep such sensitive topics out of the entertainment arena because there are personal lives linked to it. There are actual people who are linked to these things. So I uh, I don't know how nicely you can justify making a story on that. But on the other hand, it's nice to have a platform for these stories so that people can be educated people can learn from it so that they don't re- repeat the same mistakes so i think uh, it's 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 a nice move to make a movie uh, but you have to consider the feelings of the family or the people associated with it i completely agree with you you know that's a very bold step on the part of the director you know to t- touch upon such a sensitive topic because it is affecting so many lives mhm but that's about the movies right uh, how, what about the indian government uh, can you tell me how did they help the family uh, did did they or not yeah uh, of course when the couple 
started this legal battle in Norway, they were still Indian citizens. So, of course, Indian government mm -hmm. was involved. Uh, what I've read is that Indian government had a diplomatic agreement with the Norway government stating that the kids will be uh, will will reside with uh, the father's brother. That means their uncle and they'll come back to India. So that was the terms that they agreed upon. However, when they were back in India, Sagrika filed a case in Kolkata High Court seeking the custody of the kids, which was later approved. So the kids were given to the mother. But as far as I read, Norway was not too happy about it. But I think everything happened in India under their jurisdiction. So I don't think so they could do anything about it. Four months uh, later, I'm just, uh, today is the day uh, that uh, I will take, I will uh, meet with my children. And it's really, really very much, today I'm really very much happy. And I know that it's a big ordeal in my life, my parents and me, uh, fighting a long time. Mm -hmm. So it's a really, really, uh, I'm really, today I'm really very glad that I meet with my children. Yeah, and I also know that, you know, the parents were not on good terms at that time. They were living uh, separately because, you know, with so much of problems in their lives, they were not together. Right. And that's why, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Mukda, there are a lot of Indian people living abroad. Uh, what should they learn from this case? Absolutely. I mean, that's, an, that's a very good question, you know. What I feel is like... First of all, you should always try to understand and make efforts understanding the laws about the country you are moving to. Try to understand their culture and don't be rigid, you know, be open to adopt to nicer things, right? I think that's very important. Mm -hmm, I agree. So what, according to you, would be some cultural differences from the West that might not appeal to the Indian parents? There are many that I can think of. For instance, in India, children are raised in the same house as their, as their grandparents. So when a grandmother tells her grandchild to get her, for example, glasses, no matter what the child is doing, he will get up and get it for her. But in the West, the grandchild might, you know, just refuse and say, please get it yourself. I'm busy right now. Now, this is considered absolutely normal in the West. But in India, I cannot just, you know, the Indian authorities cannot just arrest the grandchild for not taking proper care of the grandparents. So what I'm trying to say is that there are cultural differences everywhere and child protection laws should be designed keeping those in mind. Right. Oh, I absolutely agree. And that's a great example. So, yeah, yes. Um, you know, so these cultural differences are there, they exist everywhere. I can give you so many examples. Like, can you think of something? Um, yeah, actually, uh, I, I have some of uh, these examples on top of my head. So I know for a fact that most Chinese parents emphasize academic skills above all other skills, including interpersonal skills. So Chinese children tend to perform well in schools and have a strong drive to gain higher grades because doing so would please their parents. Right. The parents desire to see their kid perform well in school often is related to their hope for child's success at an older age. Yeah, and I guess that's the same in India. I mean, there's too much focus on academic success and statistics have proven that Indian and Chinese students do perform better in academics. But for the Western countries, I get I guess, you know, they might just see it as parents forcing their children to study all the time and taking away their precious years of childhood. Yeah, so, yeah, that's something, you know, different. 
ஆரம்பிக்கிறாங்க it is generally believed that the caring and raising of children is best left to women however the millennium age dads in india are changing and challenging this tradition yes exactly so that's a good thing we can you know the indian culture can adopt from from the west like mm-hmm. fathers are stepping in to be real caretakers for the children and they're doing very well you know research has also shown that active fathers who help in caring and raising their child create a healthier and strong marriage and their children are well balanced as well mm-hmm. i agree um mukda my last question to you uh, as a woman how do you feel about this case study a mother should be able to control you know how she wants to raise her child that's very important and a very basic need Imagine Sagarika was questioned on that, questioned on raising her own child. She was crying, she was shouting because her child was taken away from her and because she because of the shouting and all, she was termed as being hysterical and you know uh, that was she it was it was taken as a proof against her for her unsuitability as a mother. So her basic right as a woman of being a mother and raising the child in the way she wanted to was taken away and i think that is very disappointing it should not happen to any women mm-hmm. that's that's a really valid point thank you so much mukda for sharing your views and explaining about this case really appreciate it thank you so much in 2012 interview a beaming sagrika said i have finally got my children back my ordeal is over finally i'm getting justice Over a decade later Sagrika's stories is finding its way into the mainstream after years of having been forgotten. There are a lot of learnings we can get from this case particularly how the world still is heavily divided in its cultural differences. Mrs Chatterjee versus Norway is said to be an untold story about a journey of a mother's battle against an entire country. Sagrika who had once gone 18 months without seeing her children now lives in a low key and peaceful life with her kids in kolkata thank you for listening see you next time